there's one question that comes up time and time and time again in relation to social media and in relation to marketing, it's this. Is social media a complete and total waste of time for lawyers? This is Chris Hargraves from tipsforlawyers.com and welcome to the Tips for Lawyers podcast. This is episode 19 and today we're going to talk about just that. If you want to find today's show notes, you can get them at tipsforlawyers.com slash podcast slash 19, or you can just frankly go to the site and find them, which is probably easier than remembering that. But um, we do want to have a chat about social media. First, I just wanted to remind you about the couple of courses and signups that are currently available. And there's three that I want to tell you about today. If you are not on the newsletter list, I really encourage you to be. That's where I share some exclusive tips. I give you a nice wrap-up of the articles each week as a general rule and give you some ideas and thoughts that you don't necessarily get through the website itself or in the podcast. So you can have a look at that at tipsforlawyers.com slash standout, which is where you can enter your details. Just need a first name and an email address. Get it in there and... Off we go. That part's pretty easy. If you want to take it to the next level, I also have a free six-part webinar course, which comes with a longer email course designed to take you through the four essential pillars of legal practice. And you can find about more about that at tipsforlawyers.com slash essentials. And finally, if you want to express some interest in figuring out a new way with me to do continuing legal education and to participate in that process and to express interest in a brand new project that I'm going to be working on in 2015, then you can go to tipsforlawyers.com slash academy and find out about the Young Lawyers Academy, which is going to be, frankly, a pretty exciting project that's coming up soon. All those links will be in the show notes at tipsforlawyers.com slash podcast slash 19 and you can find them and anything else I talk about in today's episode, provided I remember to link it up at that as well. So, social media. I want to be clear first, just to make sure that I narrow down what we're talking about enough. So, for today, we're talking about social media as it relates to the individual lawyer. Now, of course, it tips for lawyers, and if I was a law firm... I'd have probably a very different approach and I'd have a different idea about what was worthwhile and what was not. So obviously, say for tips for lawyers, I've got a Facebook page. I have a LinkedIn company page. I have a personal LinkedIn profile. I also have a personal Facebook profile. I have a YouTube profile. I have a Google Plus page and I have a few other bits and pieces floating around. I actually have a Pinterest page, believe it or not. I don't suggest you go find it. Uh, Because it's not that impressive. But I have a number of social media profiles for tips for lawyers, but that's very different to how I operate in terms of my personal profiling outside the context of tips for lawyers. Now, for me, these things are actually inherently linked. Because I'm using tips for lawyers as a semi personal platform and I try and make it personable and I try and have a bit of myself in there, the tips for lawyers brand is really centered around my personal brand as well. And that is not the case that every young lawyer is going to have. So today, take this in the context of you as an individual young lawyer, what is useful for you to be doing in terms of your personal branding outside the context of what your firm might be doing and outside the context of what any business might be doing because they are very different considerations in my mind. 
that having been articulated, now the first thing we have to have a look at is where should you be? Obviously, there are a large number of social media platforms out there, and frankly, I could spend days and days talking about all of them and what you could or couldn't do, but for today's purposes, let's look at the highlights so far as lawyers are concerned. And really, the big ticket items are going to be Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Google+. Those are really the big four for consideration. And the question is, should you as a young lawyer be doing anything specific in terms of those various things? And I'll talk about which one I suggest you should be focusing on in a minute. But should you be doing anything specific that will positively affect your personal brand? And there's a number of different categories that we can talk about. But for today, we're focusing on, is it worth it at all? So I'm going to be talking about why particular social media aspects might be worth it or might not be worth it. So really, Facebook is probably the biggest. The question is, should you be doing anything on it for your personal brand? And I've got to say my answer is no. Facebook is good for business in some respects, but so far as your personal branding goes, the chances are that you're going to have an existing bank of friends on Facebook, assuming you've got a Facebook profile, you're going to have some individual characteristics there and you're probably not honestly going to want to use it to be building a personal brand so far as potential clients, employers or other things we're going to talk about shortly are concerned. So unless you're running a business, and I'm assuming you're not, uh, I don't see Facebook as anything worthwhile for you to actually specifically invest in as an individual lawyer. Now, if you want to, you could, but what you might want to do is consider making a Facebook page or a separate Facebook profile for your, um, shall we call it, your lawyer brand as opposed to your personal brand. And as it turns out, you know, you're going to be doubling your effort by doing that. So, look, so far as I'm concerned, Facebook, as far as it relates to deliberately and specifically building a personal brand is a waste of time. Now, That doesn't mean you shouldn't necessarily be a little circumspect about what ends up on Facebook, depending on, of course, how much you care and what kind of firms or places you're going to end up wanting to be, because if you don't think that firms are going to start checking your Facebook profile, uh, then you're wrong. So that's Facebook. Twitter is another good one. And Twitter is something that's worthwhile considering. But for a young lawyer, I don't think you should necessarily be focusing on Twitter. It can involve a bit of work. There are tools to minimize that work. But in particular, if you're in Australia, I've got to say Twitter is not as big in Australia as it is in America. Um, Twitter certainly has a much bigger usage in America than it does in Australia. And so far as what I've found so far, it can involve a bit of work to get much traction on Twitter. Sure, you can develop relationships, you can listen in, but I'm assuming there's a limited amount of time you have available to your social network, and so I wouldn't be suggesting you necessarily focus on Twitter right at the moment. Um, If really what you're looking to do is start building your professional brand, there are other options that I think are going to be more useful for you. So we'll deal next with Google+, and again, I've got to say... Um, Google Plus is actually really good, but it is not that popular in Australia. So if you're in America or even in the UK, I think Google Plus is definitely worth investing in uh, a little bit of time to build up a profile there. Chances are you've already got an account. Google probably 
made you get an account whether you know you have one or not. So if you log into any Google resource, I'll bet you'll find uh, you've either got a Google Plus profile or you can set one up very, very easily. Uh, so if you're in Australia, I wouldn't bother. There's simply not enough people in Australia on Google Plus to make it worthwhile. Um, if you're in America, though, lots of communities on Google Plus that might be worth getting into, If particularly if you're in relation to uh, tech, if you're looking at intellectual property or information technology areas of law, um, there's a lot of traction on Google Plus for those. So have a look at Google Plus. I know it's not very popular uh, with a lot of people and a lot of people avoid it on principle, but it is worth having a look at. It has a much higher degree of engagement and interaction, particularly in its communities. And this isn't a lesson on Google Plus, but uh, it's worth checking out if you enjoy having a higher degree of engagement. It's got good search facilities, obviously. It's got good communities here and there. Um, it is what you make of it. So there are some opportunities in Google+. But not too surprisingly, I suspect to any of you, uh, the one I think is worth focusing on, irrespective of your location, is LinkedIn. And there's a few reasons for this in particular. And as I said, today is not a lesson on these particular platforms. Today is answering the question, are these platforms a waste of time? Potentially, the first ones I've mentioned are if you're actually looking to do anything with them. And we'll come back to that question in a minute. But um, potentially those first ones are unless you're pretty dedicated towards actually building up some sort of presence. I mean, you know, go make a profile, see what you think. But on each of them, obviously, there's a, an equivalent time investment that you need to make in order to maintain your presence on any social media platform. So... I'd say keep Facebook for your personal stuff. Go to LinkedIn. If you haven't got a profile already, make a profile and see what you can do. Now, I will touch briefly on what you can hope to achieve. That in itself is an entire separate podcast, but don't go into these social media, no matter which one you pick, don't go into any of them thinking that what's going to happen is you're going to make a profile and then you're going to you know do a couple of posts or comment on a couple of things and then someone's going to call you and say, hey, I read your post and I want to give you $50,000 worth of work. That is not going to happen. Don't expect it to happen. Um, certainly not in the short term. These platforms are for starting to build relationship. They are for starting to build an online presence. But as we see, they've actually got some additional factors too. So I just want to make it clear don't have ridiculous expectations with social media use, particularly as an individual lawyer. However, LinkedIn has a number of benefits, most of them coming from the fact that it is searchable. So if you don't have a website and someone's trying to Google you to find out more about you, and we'll come back to who might be doing that, it is worth having a LinkedIn profile so that people can find out a little more about you and we can get into that right now. So the first and absolutely most obvious one as to why you should have a LinkedIn profile is for job hunting. I know lots of people are looking for jobs. Some people are looking for jobs when they're not employed and some people are looking for jobs even though they already have one. And LinkedIn is the place to go to engage with recruiters. They are everywhere. Just joining it, if you put solicitor in your title, the chances are pretty good you're going to get an invitation to connect with half a dozen recruiters uh, within the space of a couple of days. It's ridiculous, frankly, but um, they are everywhere. So recruiters are heavily on LinkedIn. 
if you can start to develop relationship there, um, it's worthwhile because they will be looking at your LinkedIn profile. But also there are your potential employers. And when you apply for a job, they are going to look at your LinkedIn profile. Almost certainly, almost as certainly as they're going to try and find you on Facebook because it's their due diligence. Now, chances are you'll need to get through the gatekeeper. They're not going to look at a thousand different LinkedIn profiles uh, at the first cut. But if you've made it through to a shorter list and they're doing a little bit more hunting around, the chances are pretty good that someone's going to be looking at your various social media profiles. So putting a little bit of time and effort into having an effective, well-written, personable LinkedIn profile is going to assist your job hunting, or at the very least, it's not going to do any harm. Now, I say that on the proviso that your profile is not rubbish. If you've got a terrible picture up there of, you know, I don't know, sculling a bottle of vodka or something, and uh, your LinkedIn profile is just nonsense gibberish or is a dot point of completely irrelevant, uh, silly things, then you're better off not having it. You should delete it. Uh, because it's going to do you harm. Now, I'm all for being personable. I'm all for being a little bit out there. If you've looked at my LinkedIn profile, you know it doesn't fit the mold necessarily of what a lot of uh, young lawyers have. Uh, And that's because I was trying to deliberately do something a little bit different. But I also wanted to do something that had a little bit of personality. Um, So you can put personality into your profile, but don't go overboard make it professional, make it well-written, show a little bit of yourself, and you can't come out too bad at the other end if you follow those rough guidelines. So job hunting is an obvious one. The next one I do find is that it's a place where you can connect with clients, LinkedIn. Now, this isn't every client, but there are many, many uh, young professionals, depending on what area you're working in, who are on LinkedIn. And throughout your legal career, you're going to find more and more, I suspect, that people will have LinkedIn profiles if you engage at that professional level. So for me, uh, in the areas I work in, I do a lot of work with accountants and insolvency practitioners and business owners, and the majority of them are on LinkedIn. And while what I said before I stand by, which is you're unlikely to actually solidify uh, a client from LinkedIn directly, it is an opportunity to just add another tendril of contact with an existing client. You meet someone, you get a business card, you invite them to connect on LinkedIn. Occasionally you comment, they see that you say something nice and they're reminded of your existence. It's really as simple as that. But you can also send them messages through LinkedIn. You can say, hello, how's it going? And if they check in at all, you know, they'll see that message. And it's an opportunity for you to stay in touch as well. So clients will also, though, be looking at your profile sometimes. Uh, It does come up in tenders if you work in government. Sometimes they will look at your various social media profiles. Not always. uh, Often they've got more work to do than that. But it will, I have seen a number of clients looking at my LinkedIn profile. And so you need to make sure that it's attractive, not just from a job hunting perspective, but also from a client perspective as well. The other one that does come up fairly regularly uh, is that lawyers check in on other lawyers. So when you've got someone on the other side, say of a litigation matter, I don't know about anyone else, but the first thing I do is find out as much about them as I can if I haven't come across them before. Normally that involves checking their LinkedIn profile. Now, be aware that people can see, depending on your settings, but generally people can see if you have looked at their LinkedIn profile. 
now that's not ordinarily a bad thing. Uh, generally, it's pretty predictable that someone on the other side of litigation or of a conveyance or if you've just had a heated discussion with someone, it's pretty predictable they're going to get on and say, who was that upstart that I was just speaking to and find out a little bit more about you. So uh, it's not uncommon. Don't freak out when you see other lawyers looking at your profile. It is, in fact, pretty common. And it is worthwhile remembering that your reputation within the legal community is relevant as well. And LinkedIn is a place where you can invest a little time and develop some relationships with people within the legal community, and that might help you in the long run. If someone uh, knows that you're a vaguely decent guy or girl, uh, just by virtue of a couple of things they saw on LinkedIn, they may never have met you, but at least they've got a vague impression of what kind of person you are. From the material they might have seen you share, from your engagement in communities, and uh, from your conduct in that sort of scenario. And of course then, the final avenue as to why LinkedIn is worthwhile, it's just useful for general contact building. Um, you will come in touch with people you may never meet, uh, you may come in touch with people who you might subsequently meet, and you can just sort of expand your network a little bit. I mean, I don't think it's as good as uh, the salespeople at LinkedIn will tell you it is, but it is worthwhile. And if you spend a little bit of time doing it, uh, then it's worthwhile checking into. So. The final thing we need to look at, we've looked at job hunting, we've looked at clients, we've looked at other solicitors, and we've looked at general contact building. And all of those things I think are worthwhile for having a LinkedIn profile and having a reasonable LinkedIn profile. But the question is, how do you avoid the time sink uh, that many people find they experience with social media? The first is, of course, to decide how much or how little time you're going to spend on social media in advance of doing it. I think that's probably... uh, the thing that is not often done. Someone sits down to have a quick squiz at social media and they end up being on there for two hours. So avoid that. You will lose time very easily if you don't decide in advance how much time you're going to spend on it. The next thing to have a think about is joining communities. Uh, I think by far and away, uh, in terms of Google+, in terms of Facebook, in terms of LinkedIn, where you can find a community that is relevant to your practice area or that is relevant to your interests, join that community and perhaps you might limit your participation to simply participating in that community. Read the articles in that community. Uh, They're called groups in LinkedIn if you haven't used it before. Uh, Find a LinkedIn group that's relevant. They're searchable. I'm pretty sure most of the people listening to this podcast are capable of doing that. So you may not find anything relevant to your industry. So take me. I'm sort of in general litigation. I'm in tax litigation. It's very difficult. I don't necessarily niche my practice down too much by a specific industry. So finding a group that's dedicated to what I do is pretty difficult. Uh, Predominantly, I use LinkedIn to network with other lawyers, uh, which is a different kettle of fish to what you're probably going to be doing. Uh, But if you, say, work in planning and environment or, or land law, I'll bet you can find a community that's relevant to that. There are international communities, but there are also uh, jurisdictionally limited communities, so Australian or whatever. Um, And participating in those communities only really needs to take a few minutes a day. If you join three groups in LinkedIn, check the latest articles. There's normally only a couple each day. See if anything's interesting. If it is, leave a comment. Uh, I don't find comments like great article to be that useful. You might as well just click the like button, but, you know... 
leave a couple of comments, make an insight, ask, ask a question, and a little bit of that investment each day, five, 10 minutes maximum, can gradually start to see you become more known in a particular area, within a particular community, within a particular group, and you'll find that people will start to interact with you, they'll start to get to know you, and that is how you can start to build your profile a little bit without wasting colossal amounts of time. It also just gets you in the habit of learning more as well. Uh, I'm a big fan of constant improvement, as you know, if you've listened to, frankly, anything that I've said uh, or read probably 50% of my articles, I've mentioned it. So uh, it's an opportunity to make sure as well that you're learning because mostly LinkedIn people are sharing articles, they're sharing uh, things they've written, they're sharing ideas or questions or having discussions, and it's a chance for you to weigh in and make sure that you're uh, ticking those boxes of just constantly looking for new avenues to practice in new ways of thinking, new ways of productivity, new ways to do things. Uh, and you'll find it will be quite beneficial. So those are my thoughts. I don't think social media is a complete and total waste of time. I think it can be easily if you let it be. But as a young lawyer with limited time, I think you should go out and get yourself a LinkedIn profile if you haven't already, have a play around, join some groups and start participating. That's all for Tips for Lawyers podcast today. Check the show notes, check the links. I'll chuck my LinkedIn profile uh, in that links in the show notes at tipsforlawyers.com slash podcast slash 19 and you can have a look, see what you think. Send me a note. Uh, I generally accept invitations to connect unless you're spamming me, so uh, feel free to send me an invitation to connect. And that's it for today. I'll see you next time.